Good evening, football fans, and I told you I'd be busy this weekend. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Beat Podcast. Before I bring in my Chiefs and weather expert, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Sweatin' Sports YouTube page where you can see all the content. We've got a couple of videos yesterday, one tonight, hopefully more this week. Also, check out the Big Beat Podcast on Spotify and Apple. Well... If you saw that crazy uh, Buffalo Bills Kansas City Chief game on Sunday night, or maybe you didn't see it, you missed one of the wildest and craziest playoff games in NFL history. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Buffalo Bills 42 36 in one of the wildest quarterback duels of all time. And joining us to recap that game for his beloved Chiefs, my friend, weather expert, Chiefs fan. <laughs> that's, that's, I hope you saw that. My friend, Dennis. Dennis, uh, was that game one of the wildest and craziest games you've ever seen in person, you've ever watched on TV? All right, Dylan. So I'm going to age myself here uh, for all of you youngins out there. So I'm 61 years old. I've been watching football since I was a little kid. I mean, I'm old enough to remember the first time that the uh, Chiefs went to the Super Bowl and it wasn't pretty against the Green Bay Packers before it was even called the Super Bowl. That was the AFL <laughs> NFL World Championship. And, and, be, and that game didn't even sell out at the LA Coliseum. Nope. The cheapest seat was 15 bucks and they couldn't sell it out. And it was on both TV networks, both CBS and NBC played it because both networks had the rights to the championship game, as it was called back then. And, uh, it was not pretty. Uh, Kansas City took a drubbing and, and the AFL looked stupid. But uh, I've never seen a game in all of my life that was as crazy as that game was. That last two minutes plus of the game was just adrenaline filled and you know if you were either a bills fan or a chiefs fan the ups and downs that you faced was greater than any roller coaster that could ever be designed i'm trying to think that would be that would be what's that roller coaster park in ohio i can't think king's island king's, king's island king's island with all those crazy roller coasters you go like up down up down up down it's like it's like a racetrack full of emotion and adrenaline i could have worn my beast sweatshirt because i've been out there and i've ridden the beast but uh yeah that that one and uh cedar cedar park cedar, cedar point cedar point yeah that's the other crazy roller coaster haven i i was a big roller coaster uh guy back in the day and got to ride a bunch of those crazy things and nothing lived up to that. But here's the thing, Dylan, with a minute two left after the chiefs got scored on and the bills went ahead, I'm sitting there going, this game ain't over. And then the chiefs went right down and scored huge play by, by Tyreek as he, gave the old peace sign as he's running. And, and the crazy thing is he's celebrating and he's taunting the guy and the guy had the angle on him and he still couldn't make the play. That's how fast Tyreek is. 
And then I still sat there going, this game ain't over. And sure enough, Josh, Josh Allen on another couple of fourth down plays got it done and 13 seconds left. And you figure they get the two point conversion to go up by three and it's over. And I'm sitting there going, this game ain't over yet. I had just this weird feeling that that destiny was about to strike. And just in case you think as a Chiefs fan that I always get these moments that destiny is going to strike. I did when they were down by 10 in every game a couple of years ago when they went on to win the Super Bowl. Last year, I sat there figuring they're not going to get this done. I I was just so worried. And then when they get to the Super Bowl, I was like, boy, I could almost be better on the offensive line than some of these guys are putting out there. I'd at least be a block that people wouldn't have to be able to get around. But they were just awful. And I knew there was no way they were coming back. But 13 seconds the other night, I'm thinking, no problem. Mahomes is going to figure out a way to get this done. And he did. And then the best thing. I don't understand how Bills fans cannot be screaming for Josh Allen to be released from the team. I don't mean traded. I mean, just released who picks tails when there's a coin flip, who picks tails? <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember what the Patriots called in that 2018 AFC championship game a few years ago. <laughs> Well, in one of the one of the playoff games in Kansas City Chiefs history, the Chiefs lost the coin toss. Okay, the other team deferred to the second half, and the Chiefs guy said, "I'll kick off," because he thought if I win the toss, I'm kicking off. So not only did the Chiefs had to have to kick off to start the game, but they had to kick off to start the second half and ended up getting beat. So. Coin tosses in the Chiefs have quite the history, but in this case, we're on the winning edge. Why don't you call heads? Everybody knows you call heads. You know, you know, those fans might be arguing something else with 13 seconds left after going up 36-33. Why didn't the Bills just swift kick it? Because thinking on it, even the Chiefs get the 30 yard line, that's four or five extra seconds potentially eliminating a play. Well, here's the one thing that the Chiefs did that we actually, I think, kept Buffalo thinking is on the last punt of the game, and then on that kickoff, they had Tyreek Hill back to receive the kick along with Pringle. And I think that kind of freaked Buffalo out because you remember on that punt return, uh, in the fourth quarter, they, he returned it for a big yardage. He's only returned a few kicks all year. He, he hasn't been the regular kick returner. So I think by putting him back there, they figured I'm just going to put this out of play. So he doesn't hurt us, but that was the dumbest mistake because if you give the chiefs, the ball at even the 40 yard line, but you take five seconds or six seconds off the clock in that exchange, you know, you're going to have problems. And the only thing that could possibly happen if you squib the kick short is the Chiefs guy can literally call for a fair catch and call a timeout. And no time comes off the clock. So that's the only thing that you could possibly have happen. But why not just kick it hard and kick it along the ground and just squib it through the whole thing? 
that it takes the the fair catch out of play and the ball's going to hit somebody it's not going to be caught maybe clean and and it's going to take a few seconds off but here's the thing dylan after the kick why didn't they just hold the kansas city chiefs receivers on the next play if you hold kelsey or and tyree kill you just hold them up at this at the line of scrimmage even if you get called for holding it's going to eat time off the clock and the chiefs are only going to get five yards so the first hold you get to the 30 and you take off at least five seconds the next hold you get to the 30 and you still only gain five yards and you lose five seconds so you're going to be down to one last play and you're not going to be able to call a timeout fast enough it, it just it, it, this is a case where cheating would have been the best thing to do for the defense. Yeah, remember the uh, Super Bowl in New Orleans where the Ravens intentionally took a safety because that um, not all but took off the clock for San Francisco? Yeah, you got to think smart in this. The, it, with 13 seconds left, they, they have all three of their timeouts because for one time in his life, Andy Reid didn't burn a timeout. And you got three timeouts why why do you not do something to prevent the two biggest receivers i could understand if if bell or you know pringle or demarcus robinson beats you um then that's great but you can't let tyreek hill beat you one play and then kelsey beat you the next play and and i think buffalo actually remember they call a timeout when everybody lined up, they called a timeout to set their defense. And I think the Chiefs looked at what was going on. And there's actually a video of Kelsey going up to Mahomes and saying, hey, if they come out with that same coverage, that thing is there. And, you know, they had already talked about what they were planning to do if they got a soft defense like that. They did. He, nobody manned up on him and he got the yardage he needed and, and got down real fast, which was the smart play. And and with two three timeouts, the Chiefs didn't have to worry about throwing sideline pass. They could walk anywhere. Yeah, they, all they had to do is worry about the play being fast. They could not get held up, but the Bills helped them out there too because instead of rushing four, they rushed two. So there was no pressure. The, the Chiefs knew there was going to be no pressure. And because of that, they, they could pick and choose what they were going to throw. And they, the field was wide open. They were worried about them going the distance. They weren't trying to go the distance. They didn't need a touchdown. The defense that the Bills played was, would have been perfect if you needed to score a touchdown to win the game or, or to tie the game. But needing just a field goal, they gave up way too many soft yards. And so, unlike the 2018 and 2018 AFC Championship game, Chiefs won the toss. And guess what? Mahomes found Travis Kelsey for a game win for the game winning touchdown, and in a thrill. And you know what's been and you know on Sesame Street they use there's this number of the day. Well, in the playoffs, guess what Kansas City's number is. Hmm. 42. Interesting. 
because guess how many points the Chiefs scored against Pittsburgh Ooh. in the wild card game? Wow, I didn't think about that. 42. Guess how many points the Chiefs scored against Buffalo? 42. That means that means Cincinnati only only needs to give up 41 points. <laughs> so their so their defense has the bar set pretty high, is what you're telling me. Yes, but <laughs> I think of this game as not one great quarterback, but two great quarterbacks. I mean, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are unbelievable. I mean, the last two minutes, fourth quarter and overtime, Allen was five of seven for a buck or two and two scores. Mahomes was 10 of 13, a buck eight and two scores. What else, what else could either guy have done? Uh, That's the incredible part is that Josh Allen was down to fourth down and he had fourth down in double digits three times during those drives when he converted, when he needed to convert to win the game, he converted on fourth and like 11 one time, fourth and 12 the other time. And I think it might've been only fourth and eight when he got the touchdown uh, to put him ahead. But what an incredible, incredible performance. And here's the thing is, unlike the Bills defense where they didn't try to take Kelsey and they didn't try to take Tyreek Hill away necessarily. They just tried to take the deep play away by playing two deep safeties all game long and playing a soft zone at the end. The Chiefs took Stefan Diggs out of the game. They said Diggs is not going to beat us. They put two men on Diggs all game long. They were bodying up against them. They're playing them short. They're playing them deep. They were making sure they always had two guys keeping an eye on Diggs and Allen didn't try to force it into coverage to his best receiver. He just said, up, oh, I'm going to Gabriel Davis and Gabriel Davis had the game of a lifetime. Nobody in the entire history of the NFL, which includes a lot of hall of fame wide receivers, nobody Nobody did what Gabriel Davis did. Four touchdowns in a playoff game. Incredible. But Josh Allen having the nerves of steel to run with fourth and 12 and pick it up and then fourth and 11 and complete the pass. That is just unbelievable. He's been my number one quarterback since about, week eight of the season this year in my statistical formula, my, my best 10 weekly stat, he went to number one ahead of Mahomes and he's, he'll stay there. Now Mahomes is really close second, but uh, Josh Allen in fantasy football is the quarterback that should be coming first off the board in every super flex draft. I mean, what, I mean, how about what Josh Allen did in the playoffs? Nine touchdowns, no picks. And he lost a game. How is that humanly possible? It's because his defense let him down. It's so much like Mahomes. When Mahomes had that incredible playoff run, it statistically speaking, and lost to the New England Patriots. And what did the Chiefs do the next year? They rebuilt the defense. They realized defenses still win championships. And while the Chiefs defense didn't really stop the Bills when they needed to, 
They force them to more fourth down plays, more third and long plays. If you do that often enough, the offense is likely to screw up. In this case, Josh Allen didn't screw up. But what an incredible performance. And I will say this. Usually, when you got these bigger-than-life quarterbacks that are also these great dominant players, they turn out to be kind of jerks off the field. Both of these guys are the easiest guys in the world to like. If, if the Chiefs had not won this game on Sunday, I'd be pulling for the Bills. I just that, that quarterback, that team, that whole uh, organization – is just they're easy to cheer for. They're easy to love. It's a it's a great team. It's a fun team. And Josh Allen is one hell of a quarterback. Amen to that. I mean, and uh, I heard the Chiefs have donated money to a uh, yeah Josh Allen charity. I mean, you know, whether it be Bills Mafia or Chiefs Kingdom, you got two great fan bases. Two fan bases watching team because whether it be Kansas City or Buffalo, you're dealing with wind, rain, cold, or snow this time of year. And uh I mean that that was a game where neither quarterback lost the game. You know, this no, one I, those were literally I mean if the Bills won the coin toss it'd be the same thing. Like nobody's stopping Allen and nobody's stopping Mahomes. And both defenses were beat up. This is the thing is the bills come in with the number one ranked defense. They were down a cornerback to start the game and they play three cornerbacks and two deep safeties. So losing a starting cornerback is a big deal when that's your main threat of your defense is to play zone like that. Especially if you're playing against a great passing quarterback, because remember what happened when the bills played Tom Brady Bucks yeah. won in overtime because Tredavious White was there. Tredavious White's absence not going to matter if you play Mac Jones. Not going to matter yeah. if you play the Carolina Panthers or uh, who's the uh, Jet quarterback now. I can't think of it. Zach Wilson. But yeah. it's going to matter if you play Mahomes and Cheetah. Oh, absolutely. And especially if you're trying to play a zone defense because – the guys have to switch off and they have to, to really communicate well. Um, so they lost that. Then they lost the lineman during the game. And then they were just gassed. You could tell they were out of gas at the end. And the Chiefs on the other side of the ball, they had three guys that, that they lost along the way. Um, and actually four, if you count Bolton, because he got beat up where he was having to come in and out of the game instead of playing every down. Reed, one of their defensive linemen, is just a tank up front. He went down and he was in and out of the game. And then you lost the honey badger on one of the first drives of the game. And, you know, that's a big loss on that defense because he's a hard hitter. He's also sort of the communications guy on that defense that that the whole thing goes through. And then uh, they lost Ward in the defensive backfield. And after that, that was when they were kind of getting burned. So the Chiefs were happy to see the, the overtime flip go the right way because it might have been tough to stop Josh Allen. But here's the thing is I'm, I'm tired of hearing this coin toss. You know, that's all that mattered because here's the thing. First of all, hey, the Bills, you had a chance to vote against this rule and you didn't do it a couple of years ago. 
And as a matter of fact, 31 teams in the league, all of them turned down the opportunity to go along with the Chiefs and maybe consider changing this rule. And yeah, the Chiefs wanted the change in the rule and they got burned by it. There's no question about that. That's what you're going to do. But the Bills had an opportunity to change the rule. They didn't do it. And on top of that, the Bills had a chance to stop you with 13 seconds left and they didn't do it. So uh, the coin toss is one thing. But here's the thing is if you look back in the history of NFL playoff games and you look at the number of times the first team winning the toss won the playoff game and you look at those stats, it's the team that was favored to win the game that did it more often. So the Chiefs were favored to win this game. They were they were the ones that were picked by Vegas. And if you look at the history, there's not many teams that were picked to lose by Vegas, especially bigger underdogs. This one was a close pick them game, one and a half points. But Vegas, usually they're pretty good on picking the winner. Uh, they always keep that point spread real close. So that's about a 50-50 proposition. But if you look, uh, Vegas is is better Vegas wins more of the matchups as far as picking the winner with the point spread than teams win the coin toss and and go down on the first state. The percentages are greater for Vegas picking the winner. So it, it's it was it were the Chiefs going to get a stop? Maybe. But Buffalo should have been able to get a stop. And they didn't even slow the Chiefs down on that last drive. Mahomes was on fire. So let's let's take it this way. Let's take it one step further. Chiefs go down and score. Bills go down and score. The Chiefs are going to get the ball back. If nobody is stopping anybody, the Chiefs are still going to win the game. So even if they change the rules and the Bills can go down and, and have their chance at it, the Chiefs are still going to get the chance. They're going to get an uneven number of chances because they won the coin toss. Is that fair? Maybe not. One of the suggestions that I would make is when it goes to overtime, the home team should get to decide who gets the ball first <laughs> because the home team advantage was earned. It was not taken. So if you're going to put a coin toss up and you're going to say chance of luck there, I can make the case if they're going to have the rule, give it to the home team because the home team earned that advantage. Well, if that's the case, then why did the Bills lose the Jacksonville Jaguars? <laughs> yeah, there are some strange things that do happen in the game of football, that's for sure. <laughs> so uh, looking forward to Sunday's AFC Championship game, uh, I brought you on because you're my weather guy. You, you live in Illinois. You know what the weather is this time of year, but... Uh, how Sunday's uh, AFC Championship game looking like? I know five days in advance things can change, but from what I'm hearing and reading, what well, looks like it'll be a non-factor. How are we looking in KC? It's going to be the most unbelievably perfect day in January for football in Kansas City that we'll ever see. 
Uh, I'm starting to like this climate change thing, although it is going to be three below this morning, uh, tomorrow morning here in Danville, Illinois. So we need a little more climate change, in my opinion. That's a joke, people. Don't get mad at me. But as a meteorologist, I look at the data and I say, boy, we haven't had many late January days like this in Kansas City, because usually when it's warm, it's going to be windy. And this time around, you're not going to be all that cold and you're not going to be all that windy. So it's going to be just about a perfect game. And I don't see any precipitation threats. Of course, you can follow me at DMike Media on Twitter and I'll give forecast updates throughout the week. Yeah, the fact that you've got Mahomes on one side and Cincinnati is your borough, no weather concerns right now. Can't wait to see what these young pups do this weekend. Should be a lot of fun. It's going to be fun, but Kansas City, they can bring the pressure. And the big question is, who do you double? Do you take Chase out of the game and make Higgins and Boyd beat you? That's what I think they're going to do. So they're going to try to play Chase a little tougher. Now, last game against Chase, he'd catch the ball in traffic and then they'd let him go for 40 yards. I mean, like uh, Kansas city, you need to learn how to tackle. Um, They just didn't even put a body on him. It wasn't that he broke tackles. He just ran past guys because guys looked like they were indifferent of wanting to hit him. I don't, I don't think we're going to have that problem on Sunday. 11 for two. Yeah. Chase caught 11 balls for two sixty six and three scores. Yeah, and in watching that game, I I was like, guys, just hold him. Just knock him out of bounds. Do anything. I don't care if you take a penalty at this point. Don't let him beat you. And then I looked at my fantasy team, and I said, you know, I got Chase in the lineup. I'm kind of liking this one. You know, to be honest, Chase helped me win my fantasy league, and I got 750 bucks that week, so I wasn't complaining. Now he won me money too, so I'm not complaining either. And that's one of those cases where I look at the game and I go, oh, shucks, he beat the Chiefs. But hey, I made some money, so that worked out. But uh, I expect a revenge game. Burrow hurt his knee in that game, and I don't think he's been 100%. Um, And everybody's like, yeah, but he had a great game throwing. Yes, he did, but he didn't have a good game getting away from the rush. What was it, nine sacks by Tennessee? And, and, yet, and yet the Bengals won. They won. But I think if the Chiefs get him for nine sacks, that's going to be a whole different story. Um, can the Chiefs stop the running game is going to be the big, big thing. And that'll have a lot to do with the injuries. Is Reed going to be back? Is Ward going to be back? Is the Honey Badger going to pass concussion protocol? There's a lot of ifs before Sunday, and the Chiefs don't have a lot of depth on defense to be able to handle that but i was impressed how they stopped the buffalo running game uh they made josh allen josh allen was the leading rusher so that told both, you everything you need to know that's for the leading rusher. yeah isn't that crazy it's absolutely crazy but i did like the way clyde edwards hilaire looked in his first game back in a long time uh, did he he didn't get a lot of work but he looked pretty good when he was out there he had a little bit of a pop to his step so I'm expecting better things this week from him. I'm expecting him to take a little bit more of a workload. Just worried about the injuries on defense. That's my only concern. But I like the Chiefs. I wasn't 
very positive going into the Chiefs Buffalo game at the very beginning until I saw that the Chiefs could move the ball in that defense. I'm really not worried with them moving the ball on the Bengals. I think that second half in Cincinnati was just one of those weird things. It was kind of funky weather that day, and I don't think the Chiefs uh, adjusted. They're going to have the home field advantage, and I think they're going to defend it this week. I mean, uh, you sacked Joe Burrow four times in that game, and to me, if Joe Burrow's under the rest with the crowd noise, because Cincinnati struggled in Nashville, I hear everyone's stadiums like the loudest place in professional football. We'll see what Burrow can do in that crazy, in that crazy environment. Well, it'll it'll all be a choice of whether Mahomes' girlfriend can get the champagne to to splash all the way down to Burrow. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. That is that has been the funniest video. But I, you know, and, and maybe, people maybe, were asking maybe extinguishes the goal after each game, right? <laughs> there you go. And people were asking me as a Chiefs fan, doesn't she annoy you? Doesn't Jackson Mahomes annoy you? And I said, Well, I don't go to TikTok. So Jackson Mahomes has no effect on me. And my only concern, my only problem with her popping champagne is you don't pop champagne in the divisional round. That is a rule, just like in the NHL hockey. Do you watch hockey at all? Okay, so in hockey, when the conference championship is decided and a team is going to the Stanley Cup, they have a big presentation with the commissioner out there to give the 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 division trophy, the conference trophy, to the to the captain of the team. Have you ever seen the captain touch the trophy? It's just like they get away from it. They don't want to touch it. It's a it's it's the biggest no no in hockey. The biggest no no in football is popping the bubbly before the Super Bowl. You don't do it. You just don't do it. So that's my problem is you don't get champagne out in the divisional round. You ain't won nothing yet. Yeah, they don't pop shit. Yeah, pop champagne if you win in LA, right? Oh, I saw the Cubs years ago pop champagne when they clinched a wild card berth. And I was like, what are you doing? I, I can understand in baseball a long season 162 games if you win the division you pop the champagne if you win the the nl title you know to go to the world series you pop the champagne and then when you win the world series you pop the champagne the rules are different in football you don't pop the champagne until the super bowl So uh, thanks for hopping on, Dennis, for what your Chiefs will. And uh, hopefully uh, we see plenty more Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, the Lamar Jackson battles to come. That AFC is just chock full. And the AFC West is chock full of great quarterbacks. It's It's going to be a fun, fun time to be an AFC fan and, because I look over in the NFC and I don't see the same type of quarterback. Their, see, their stars are the old guys. You don't see too many youngins. You see Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. If there's even still playing next year. 
Yeah, the only hope is is if Trey Lance actually gets to to take the field as a starter in San Francisco, we might see the coming of a of a good young quarterback. And I still think Justin Fields is going to be pretty good for the Bears. But right now, does it get any better than the threesome of of Mahomes and Allen and Burrow? It, and then you also have Herbert. And yeah, I mean, it just goes on and on in the AFC. Their their best four quarterbacks of the young variety are better than anybody in the NFC right now. I'm sorry, Tom Brady, you had a fabulous career. You are the GOAT when it comes to winning Super Bowls, but you're not as good as the young guns out in the AFC anymore. Bye-bye.